When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Better hurry, I only got a couple hours. <laughs> Where's your coffee? Did you already drink your coffee? Now you're chugging a Celsius? Hot, cold, hot, cold. Oh, hot, cold. <laughs> nice. Good morning. Some people sauna and cold plunge. I <laughs> coffee, cold drink. <laughs> yeah. Hot, cold. Good thing about where we live is the f- unlimited free drinks. Yeah, the hot drinks. There's so many options, and it's amazing. I saw this guy leaving the lobby in the coffee machine the other day with three or four coffees. Yeah, stacked on top <laughs> of each other. Yeah, I would too. Oh my I gosh! I was thinking, how many people does he live with? Yep, Probably I just for have him. been getting a the chai latte. That was the first thing that you brought back. Yeah, I don't even know. You got me started I on that. No, I do chai lattes. I've only nope. tried two different things. And then I get regular coffee, too. But I put so all I of don't. it on low-strength caffeine. So that helps me feel a little bit better about myself. I don't. I go medium. <laughs> but yeah, that is one of the perks. So cheers to that. Cheers. Cheers. All right. How are, you, how are you today? I am good. I basically already got a nap in. <laughs> Before 8 a.m. Yeah, and I have this. This is a cardigan slash looks like a snuggie slash robe. I don't know, but it's, it's super comfortable. And this is my morning look sometimes. Yeah, it's almost like a snuggie. Yeah, it's, if I put it backwards, it might be. <laughs> yeah, I love this thing. You can wear it in, in the house or outside. This is what I'm going it with looks today. It's comfortable. It is. It's very nice. nice. I'm today. I'm wearing my <laughs> Paracel Siesta Key. Yeah, we need to do a hoodie. fashion rundown. If you guys are on Siesta Key, go check out Siesta Key Paracel Siesta. Yeah, Paracel Siesta. Oh, all right. So, what picture do we have this round? Just go around, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Because um, you picked this out. This was your picture that yeah. you picked out that you wanted to relive the memory. Yeah, I picked this picture out. Let me look at it here so I can really get into it. <laughs> yeah, check us out. We were that was Lake Okeechobee Music Festival. Okeechobee. Yeah, two thousand twenty-three. Let's say it together. Three, two, one. Happy Okey. Happy Okey. <laughs> Oh my gosh, you just, everyone you passed, you, <laughs> God, that was so fun. What was that little statue called? Or? We just, I told you yesterday, the Lady of the Forest, what was it? Lady of the Forest? No. What was it? Like Garden Goddess of the, the Jungle. Lady of the Forest, totally, Goddess of the Jungle. Totally failed on that one. <laughs> uh, She's important. She is important. That was so much fun. That was my very first 
festival. So Music you, festival, yeah. You popped my festival cherry. Okay. <laughs> I just wanted you to go to the music festival with me. I've been, I've been. But to you've a, had. I've been to. You've a, had lots of festivals. Not that many, mate. Not that many. <laughs> I've been to a few music festivals. I went to Okeechobee the year me before as a virgin. Of a festival, and you okay. wanted to Anyways, take it. <laughs> you're being weird. I have been to a few music festivals, and I'd had a good time, but this specific music festival, Lake Okeechobee, which is in Sunshine Grove or Okeechobee, right around there, and okay. it's just it's two hours away from where we live. Anytime you go to a music festival, if you can go to something that's close to the house, because Usually you're up, you're awake for a long time or not sleeping a lot and you don't want to travel long distance whenever you, you've been awake listening to loud that's, dance music. That's one days. of the perks about it, but it was just, it was really fun. I was very skeptical going in. Yeah, I knew that it was something that was not up your alley or something that you've ever thought about or really considered maybe. No, but I thought about it. I just never... No one I associated myself with right. went to festivals, really. Mm-hmm. I would have loved to go gone to, like, Coachella or Austin City Limits, or, but it was just never one of those conversations that was ever brought up. So It's like going to the state fair for four days in a row. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's like. It's like going to the state fair and camping out. It's one day oh at the gosh. state fair isn't good enough. Just hang I out there not, all week. I did not know what to expect, but I'm also one of those people that will just... I'm down for the You're ride. Go if try I, it out. Yeah, I'll try anything. Which is fun. So it was so much fun. I mean, I think we had, you know, a really good spot at the campsite, which mm-hmm. helped a lot. And yeah, again, I just did not know what to expect. I just brought all my funky outfits and. Yeah, you did a really good job with your outfits, by the way. For being your first time, you got the outfits part down. It. The fashion. <laughs> That's actually a pretty big part of it. Yeah. You wouldn't know until you go there and experience that and see those people. And they're like, mm. you got yeah. every outfit picked out for each day. And it's really pretty neat. Yeah. So what kind of music would you say it was? I would say like electric dance music, electronic mm-hmm. DJs. But they they have so much music there that it usually depends. I think there's five stages, maybe six stages. And they have different kinds of music going yeah. on throughout the day. And, and then at mean- nighttime it changes. This place is in the middle of nowhere, and you just pull up, mm-hmm. and you turn into this road, and you drive down a long well, there's road. There's actually two or three different entrances to the actual yeah, festival. but then you just get in it's it, huge. and it's, you're in it. And so many different stages, so many different setups and themes, and music literally going 24-7, mm-hmm. or 24 hours a day for four days. But we missed the first day just because... I think we just decided not to go that Thursday. Mm-hmm. We went early Friday, Saturday, came back Sunday night, but that felt like a week <laughs> in three yeah, days. Yeah, so we, our group wasn't a very big group of people. You and I rode in the car together, and we met our friends, Taylor and Omar, that run the Paracel Jet Ski Company, and then we met our friends, Kevin, who was a trainer at Crunch Fitness. That's how I met him. And then he had a group of friends that were, some of them were from, Sarasota, but they were currently living in St. Peter, Tampa area. But then we met his friends, and they were they're a little bit younger than us, but they're a really cool group, yeah, group everyone, of people. And I think everyone 
at a festival, you have to just assume that they're going to be chill and down to earth and low key. And it's exactly how it was. As it long was, as your little campsite and your little immediate group is good and everyone was just. And they're very well organized there. I would say there mm-hmm. was no trouble getting into the campsite. They had people lining up all the cars, which are mm-hmm. all very straight and <laughs> I was very impressed. Mm-hmm. And then there's space in between. And then you just essentially pitch a tent or wherever you are and we had a cool little your, if you can get your tent up that one guy next to us <laughs> he was get, having trouble he was tra- having trouble with this Poor tent guy. and i'm like yeah i'll help this guy we go over there well the poles were actually messed up <laughs> so he actually couldn't Poor help him guy. get his tent up then he went, so he had to keep all of his stuff and kind of in our site which we had easy ups and canopies and we had a really big site and then we had a couple grills we had Okay, this is actually what saved us. Shout out to Taylor and Omar for bringing a shower and a toilet. Because yeah. that made all the difference that of not having to game. walk far to go to the bathroom that every time. the whole yeah. game of... Shout out to Taylor and Omar. You're camping if you can... <laughs> for being as bougie as me. Shower and, and pee. Yeah, so that made a huge difference. But yeah, it was just... You want to... Say the word. We want to say, say the word that we described it as. What do we say? Epic? What do oh. we say? What word do we a say? Spectacle. It was a spectacle. <laughs> it was just a spectacle. That's oh, my funny. gosh. So then that was in March. Was it March of last year? Yeah, March. Yeah, March of last year. Which is like my favorite month around here. It, would, it was, oh man. Okay. It was really hot during the day. But then at night, it was freaking freezing. And I would go from like a tiny little outfit. And then at night, I was bundled up in sweats, a hoodie and sweatpants. But then when the sun comes up, you start feeling hot again. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. It was crazy. It was just, you just have to just go with the flow there. I think the one thing that I like appreciate about music festivals or like the thing that I like is, For as many people as you see out there, for all the thousands of people, like, usually there's not any violence. Mm -mm. And I would say most of the time there's not, like, any, I would say, vandalism or or stealing or theft going on. But I know there is probably a little bit of that going on around there. But just to see that many people, that amount of people... And obviously some people are on drugs or a lot of people are messed up drinking. But if that many people can literally come together and have a good time and there not be any violence or anything, it's there, there can be that same peace on a larger scale. Yeah. It really can happen. But I think that the, the number one thing that you saw everybody there that you were surprised about is not everybody had their phones out filming everything. Everybody was, was like literally just like appreciating the songs. And not to say, of course, you have people filming and taking yeah. videos, and we do too. Every, everybody does. But uh, when you're there, they say, enter the portal. That's the thing. Enter the portal. Yeah, and, and uh, you told me that there was no cell phone service. So I just went into it, which I'm glad you told me that because I didn't. It made me be more in the moment. Obviously, like you said, we took our phones because that was our source of taking pictures. We didn't have a camera, but there was like multiple videos where there was the main headliner was playing. And I was like, I do want a video or two. I'm not one of those people that records entire concerts because that's freaking annoying. But I took my phone out and I had several videos where everyone in front of me, there was like no screens. 
I thought that was just super cool because everyone really is just there living in the moment. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was one of my favorite things. The shower, the toilet, and the no cameras. <laughs> That's my favorite thing. How about the music? Who is your favorite musical artist? And I'll go into detail about why I missed half of Odessa, but Odessa was really good mm-hmm. until we had to leave. Sorry. But then obviously Grizz, I think I think Grizz was my favorite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who was the, we didn't see the set Sunday headliner because we, did we? Was there, what Sunday headliner was there? Who did the sound bath? No. Well, that was during the day. But they didn't headline at night. I don't know. I'm not sure. I forgot that person's name. But it was Odessa Friday night, Grizz Saturday, and then we ended up leaving Sunday night. So we probably missed the headliner, but I'm sure they weren't as good as those. But Odessa was awesome. Grizz was awesome. Yeah, Grizz reminded me of Michael Jackson in his prime is what I was telling you. I was just like... <laughs> I was just oh, watching those huge screens going, the whole time. This guy's going all out, you guys. I liked his chili. The, I liked the very beginning. His, <laughs> I burnt the chili. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, yes. but also what's really funny is that... So that was in March, and then obviously we found out we were pregnant in July... And we were like, no, we're not going to get to go to Okeechobee next year. But they're not even having it next yeah. year. Womp womp. So Hopefully that's just a one-year thing. Because I would totally go back. A, it'll take a couple-year break, I'm sure. Do you think the reason was because someone accidentally Asked. died there? You know, I don't have all the facts in front of me. These are just things that have, people have talked about. To be honest with you, when you go to some event like that and you see how many people are there and how many people are cohabit, like they're in yeah. small, close quarters, it's, we're lucky that there's not more accidents yeah. that occur. Yeah. Whether it's freaking NASCAR events, baseball, football games, music festivals, like the fact that we keep our stuff and such good order that we're all able to get in there, watch something for several hours or days, eat, stay clean, stay healthy, survive, <laughs> and leave. It's it's actually a miracle. It's yeah. a small miracle that we're all operating on this giant system and it's not failing. That and it shows how little you actually need to survive in a way. That just makes me even more so believe that we could do our van life yeah but having that community is important having that little home base with all your little friends there when you come back to check in it's oh how are you guys what's up guys how's everybody how was your night oh yeah good what'd you experience out there in the world you know another word that we was going on the whole trip was uh, what was it again yeah so anytime the group of people anytime the group of people or uh our group would take off to one of the stages or or if we're at a stage and then we're leaving to go to another stage we're mobilizing mobilizing guys everybody's mobilizing (laughs) what's funny is we would show up 10 deep and then two would go this way one would go and then somehow it always just end up like you and i were just there by ourselves and we're like where'd everyone go (laughs) everybody linked back up i think everyone's a little spacey they're like trying to see everything (laughs) they're like i'm gonna go over here i'm gonna go over here yeah. Gosh. So anyway, if you have a chance to go to Okeechobee when they actually have it, yeah. highly recommend. Highly recommend. Yeah, we saw on Sunday our friends Chris and Chloe came out for one day. Yeah. And we went to see Night Tales. And I think Chris had oh, told yeah. us about them. And when we went out there, there wasn't a lot of people mm-hmm. Sunday afternoon. It was like 
really open. We're able to get right up towards the front. But just watching them play live, I was like, I, I found a new favorite. Mm-hmm. And they, I've been now listening to them all the time. Now they're coming up a little bit. They sound like Rufus the Soul Very a little bit. or yeah. Just upbeat. Yeah. I don't know. How do you describe What's their genre of music? Electronic? <laughs> Loungy I mean. electronic. I would say where there's not a lot of like beat drops. There's not a build up and then a drop. It's just very just like a Rufus. And if anyone knows what Rufus is, okay. but yeah. So, what was your favorite thing from Okeechobee? Just being there with all the friends, that just that little network of people, yeah. and just I told you this. The reason why I like going to festivals is like it might not be the entire time, but there will be a moment of time over the course of the few days you actually just open up and you let go and you like you're not trying to impress anybody you're not trying to there will be a moment whether it's a few minutes a few hours there will be some time where you don't give a crap about anybody or anything else you're dancing you're jumping up and down there's a moment that it makes you let go it makes you totally relax and we don't do that anymore as we should you as know people society? like just yeah people in the united states we're always go got to do this 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 it's but when you're there you actually yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. I, when i'm at a concert i love a good concert it's hard not to like just when they start shooting up the fireworks and flame and like when you see the production it's wow <laughs> they spend some money on the pyrotechnics yeah. and, and oh, stuff yeah. like that and so it's yeah. pretty oh, like you man. said it's a spectacle so, so being a part of it's it's a nice feeling and then you got to go back to real life and then you just got to be grateful for real life and for the spectacle because the balance (laughs) it was so hard that week to get back to reality yeah i had the day off the next day but you had to go back to work and that's hard that's really hard where was i golly yeah what were all those people doing out in that field oh man I'm still, now I'm reliving it. I'm like, God, where was I for 48 hours? Someone like kidnapped me. And yeah. Anyways, so gosh. Anyway, so that's Okeechobee. Yeah. I'm glad you went. I'm glad we got to experience that together. And, uh, yeah. Like I said, I was very skeptical. I was very like, I don't know if I want to do the whole dirty camping for four days. And <laughs> yeah. We went but, uh, home Sunday night and crashed. Got to take a use our shower, our big nice shower, and get in our big comfortable nice bed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man! So as of today marks thirty weeks. Pregos. Thirty weeks. We're officially. Time is really almost flying by. Single digits of weeks left. That baby's going to be here, and we're still going to be looking at each other going, what the we, heck? We found out <laughs> at five weeks. That was mm-hmm. 25 weeks ago. Think about how fast that went. I think I told you this before, though, but I feel like since you and I have been together, I feel like, I don't know, I just feel like it's like a blink of an eye type thing. It's feels like we've been together sometimes for me, like, a couple months, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, it's been about three years. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> Can you do this another 60? Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> well, we keep it interesting. Yeah. I'll try to keep it funky. <laughs> Clearly. Take a video, Joby. Yeah, we need to do more stuff like that. But 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like time is definitely flying. And I know that's going to fly having a baby as well. Yeah. Like having the child, yeah. everyone's like, Oh my God, it mm-hmm. just goes by like the blink of an eye. And I'm like, I feel like in my current life, everything goes really slow. Like time really? goes fast, but like things happening go slow. If that makes mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. I'll know. It's just crazy. I've been at this job for as long as I have. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like nothing's happened. So it's right. like I've had the same day over and over, but time has flown by. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so. I think that's good, though. It's good that you're in a good routine. Yeah, definitely in a routine. Oh. Definitely in a routine. You want to talk about... <laughs> you want to talk about this experience we had the other night in the middle of the night that woke me, woke us both up? Yeah, <laughs> that's what I hear from Kayla. I woke up. I was like, "What the heck is going on?" She's going. Ha! I'm like, "Oh my god, are you having a contraction?" <laughs> is that what I said? Oh, Tell it. <laughs> I'm going. What the heck? I'm like, we gotta go. What are we doing? What's going on? She's, I'm cramping. I'm cramping. I'm like, where at? Where at? No, I said, I have a Charlie horse in my freaking calf, and it hurt Mm -hmm. so bad. I don't even know. It's not pain. I don't know how to describe it. It's. I mean, it's painful. Yeah. It's just, you don't know what's going on. But I don't, for whatever reason, which is so weird, because my sister-in-law had told me when I first got pregnant, she said that she had experienced a lot of Charlie horses while she was pregnant. And ever since I've been pregnant, I've had four that have been on the verge of being a Charlie horse where it's like, but I like shake it out before it happens mm-hmm. because I don't know. I guess when I'm asleep, I just stretch my whole body. I'm just like yeah. stretch and I like stretch my calves and it just locks up. I know exactly what you're talking this, about. You just, yeah. And it's the same. It's that last second. It's yeah. Locks it's, up. it's that same calf. And yeah, it just went all the way, man. And oh God, I hate Charlie horses so much. It's the worst. So what'd you do? And what I tell you to do? And what? so you just sat there and took it. I did for a second because I couldn't move. Yeah, Berkeley didn't move. <laughs> You're like, I was trying to tell are her you to roll. A contraction. <laughs> No, she was actually a muscle contraction. I was not wrong. You weren't. I just didn't know where it was located. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, get up and and put pressure on it and and walk around. And I've never, yeah, I've never known that you should stand on a Charlie horse. That muscle needs to relax. Yeah, because it was like, yeah, because it might it it stays like that sometimes. Oh my gosh! I've had him in my calves playing basketball and. In my right. legs, and when it happens, I just go, here we go. Like, I've only ever got them at night. I've never got them just during the day or doing something all, active. Mm. It's always ever been at night when I'm asleep. <laughs> yeah, it's towards the end of the day when you're tired and dehydrated. But I think I was dehydrated that day. That was Sunday, and I just didn't have a lot of water. And so you got up, and you brought me, and it's pitch black dark, and you mm-hmm. like, I just hear this jingling or noise, and I'm like, what is this? And he <laughs> brings me a whole can of pickles. <laughs> pickle juice. Drink so I this. Never, I never knew pickle juice was the cure to Charlie horses. Sodium. 
Yeah. yeah. Potassium. Gosh. Then it's still pretty sore to this day. That was on Sunday, and it's still sore. Got you a good one. <laughs> oh, now I'm scared to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be scared to sleep. I'm scared to sleep. But I also think it was because... be hydrated before you go to bed. I also think it was because... When my legs are out of the covers, I can I stretch more, and so if I just tuck them in the covers next you time, won't stretch as yeah, much. I won't like I won't be able to. I'll have as much room to stretch. Oh man, but yeah, I am scared to go to sleep. You're gonna be up all the time now. <laughs> <laughs> no stretching. <laughs> Not, don't no get sleeping. a Charlie horse. Don't get a Charlie horse. <laughs> oh man, so that was our experience the other night. It was so funny though. Just yeah, I did. From a deep sleep, just start wailing. It was like, I said the <laughs> F word. I was like, Did you? <laughs> oh, yeah. Probably what woke me up. Yeah. And then you're like, Are you having a contraction? <laughs> <laughs> Did you think the baby was coming? I knew you were having some type of contraction. Something. Something. You didn't think I was just talking in my sleep, like having a nightmare? No. No. You don't do that. It's true. Really. I know. But I also don't have Charlie horses often either. <laughs> so I had to figure out what was going on. <laughs> Look at Berkeley and his duck right now. He's a good boy. My goodness. He's so cutie. You can't see him, but he's sleeping with his duck toys. Like they're facing each other. His right duck his is face. right on his face. And it looks like he's staring at him. It's so cute. So it's almost Christmas. Yeah. This is a less than this is five days till Christmas. I was just thinking, do you, does it matter that our child isn't going to be born before Christmas? Are you excited that it's after or does it matter? Just, what do you mean? I don't know. <laughs> but the timing, I guess, doesn't matter. No, I'd rather him not be born yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think March, hopefully it will be March. I'm due February 28th. It's a leap year. Hopefully that doesn't happen. Anyway, I'm not going to talk yeah. about it. But hopefully he's born in the beginning of March. I think that'd be perfect. Mm-hmm. That'd be so perfect. Does anyone in our family? I think we decided who has a birthday in March. Oh, my family has a birthday in March. I don't know. I'm not great with Rochelle. birthdays. I know. I'm pretty bad too. But I think we discovered that between both of our families, I think we have a birthday in every single month except yeah. August. Is the only okay. month that no one has a birthday. Okay. Which is crazy. Good. We need a month to calm down. <laughs> we need a month to chill out. No. Yeah. Man. So, but I don't know. Just living in a sunny, hot state, like living in California or living here, it's not the same around Christmas time as it was back in Oklahoma. Really? Yeah. It's just, it's not cold. It's cold, but not no, really. I'm wearing a beanie. And it's, yeah, it's but it's little, not. It's Florida you don't cold. Like get bundled up and yeah, it's different. I still like it down here where we live. The UTC area it goes all out with decorating Christmas for the holidays lights. and stuff. But yeah, it just I don't know. It just doesn't feel the same. We don't even have a tree this year, but that's fine. You know, I don't really miss that cold much. It can be a hot Christmas for all I care. <laughs> Sweating. <laughs> I'm all right with it. I know you, you know. are. I'll go visit if I want to get cold. Something's wrong with your blood. Yeah. I don't know what's going on, but I don't (laughs) like the cold much. What was your favorite holiday tradition? 
Thanksgiving was always my favorite holiday, though. Yeah. Christmas is good. It's like second place. But Thanksgiving, because first off, nobody gets anybody gifts. It's just about the food. It's not about what did you get? What so did it's like family so get and you? food and Christmas is like family There's and no presents. anticipation for I may get something, I may not get something. There's no, it's all about the community. It's all about family. It's we all bring one food or a couple things of food and that's it. That's your... So we would always get together at my great-grandmother's. Um, she had a basketball gym right across the street. And so we would typically eat and then go over there and shoot hoops or play some three-on-three or play some basketball, shoot some hoops. And everybody would be shooting from grandma, the great-grandma, everybody would be playing, yeah. uncles, little cousins. So that's fun. That's good. And then we'd all probably go watch football and fall asleep in the living room on the floor or on the couch or something. Yeah. So I always really enjoyed Christmas is Thanksgiving. Not the same. As an adult, I just remember the feeling of Christmas mm-hmm. morning, like anticipating it, like you said, just like how old were you? Probably up until twenty. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's not bad. That's no, good. I'm just kidding. Up until uh, probably probably up until 50. obviously as you got older, I would say zero to ten was the most exciting. There were multiple years where I just remember I was like could not go to sleep. I just was waiting to wake up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but <clears throat> yeah, I think um, definitely want to have some holiday traditions with our family, and I don't know what that is, but yeah, I think so. What I was going to say earlier is I feel like I'm in this transition period or a lot of the males that I'm around as far as like Miles, Coven, we're all like in this transition period where now we're becoming like the leaders and the men in our family when everybody else is getting older. Now we're starting to have kids. It's like we're in this transition period where now when we're the ones that have to make these plans or have the places where the events can take place and things like that. Whereas at one point we were just the kids that had to be there. Mm -hmm. And so it's like the traditions may change and and stuff may change, but yeah, it's like up to us to start that, Mm -hmm. to get the families and the people and everybody together. Yeah. So that's really what it's about. I don't know how I will be as a mother when it comes to stuff like this, but right now, currently my mindset is I just see so many parents just go all out with gifts, all out. In my opinion, when they're young, if they're not going to remember or they don't, well, not even, no, not, not for babies, but I don't know. I'm just like, is this what a child perceives as love? Is right. that they get all of these gifts on one year? I'm sorry, on one day of the year. <laughs> Obviously, it's it's not up to that kid. It's not their decision. They don't know either way, right? Whatever the parent does, it's on them. And those decisions are made from whatever the parent's been through in, in their past. Are they trying to throw elaborate parties and do all this because they didn't get that? Are they trying to throw it because they did get that and they're held to that expectation? Or So it's really whatever the parent's thoughts are yeah. or experiences are. <laughs> for us or for me, Christmas within my immediate family 
wasn't ever huge or elaborate gifts. It was like very small things. Or I told you one time my dad got me a pair of gloves and I'm thinking, what the hell? Seriously, a pair of gloves. And I used them. Yeah, I used the gloves and I'm like, yeah, that thanks. Goes back you to know, what you just said about it's the parents coming from the parents' right. experience. So yeah, they were used, but they weren't. It wasn't like what all the other kids were getting. <laughs> so I'm like, what the heck? But that's just not what my dad valued or I think my mom did a little bit more she always was a kind of a gift giver and so it's just about how did that make you feel when your dad just gave you a pair of gloves uh, towards him or towards what were your do you remember what your thoughts were I felt like he was a tightwad did he love you no no I knew that he did it's just it was always like he wouldn't give me money either it was like, you need 10, 20 bucks? All right, I got a couple hours of work I need out of you. We can go to the shop and you can sweep the shop up for me. You can clean up this job site. You can fold all these clothes. You can put these clothes up. You can go in the backyard and clean it up. Garage needs to be in order. I think that's good, valuable lessons, though. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the right way to go about things. Yeah. I think it just goes back to what you have said multiple times about not wanting such high highs or high days experiences. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we are like, I've had a better random Tuesday mm-hmm. with you than so-and-so. Or people just make these things, like their wedding day is the best day of their life. Yeah. And then having a baby is the best day of their life. And then a Christmas is the yeah, best so day of their life. That's one thing that I told you a while ago. Is I see a lot of people that post like their wedding pictures or photos or whatever. And they're like, best day of my life and this and that. And it's, I'm happy for you and we're all happy for you. But when that's all you post the same time every year, it's, I wish you uh, good memories, not just on your wedding day too. I wish you guys good experiences outside of that day yeah let's not relive that day every day let's have other good days that we could relive as well yeah so i think that's what christmas is where i'm coming from with christmas is i think it's like the one day a year where all these kids and even parents are like oh this is the day i get to show them how much i really love them Mm -hmm. yeah i see and i don't want it to i don't want to be like that i want to be like this day is just like every other day Mm -hmm. Almost. Maybe a little better, but yeah, I don't know how I'll be as a parent with getting gifts. I just, I see it all the time. My dad would say, hey. my dad would say when we're, uh, so we lived in Yukon and we would drive to like Clinton was where my mom was from. And then we would drive to Hobart where my dad was from. So we would have like, two days of Christmas. Towns. Yeah. So we would have like, two days of Christmas or weekend or whatever. So <laughs> my dad would say before we left, he's like, all right. All, you don't need to change your clothes or anything. Just close on your back, and we got to keep this car real empty because on the way back, this thing's going to be full. <laughs> and he was right. Like, we get so much, so many gifts that, like, on the way back, literally can't close the hood, and there's just presents everywhere. And so my dad's just like, man, got so much stuff. Yeah. Oh. No, I, I want to come up with a cool holiday tradition. Just don't know what that would be. Figure we'll think of something. There was mm-hmm. really, there was a really good one. I think you told me about it with the Halloween. It was around Halloween. This is obviously off topic, but the Halloween that those parents did with the little girl. 
Yeah, so she would, whenever they go trick-or-treating or get all the candy, she could swap out her, they would let her keep five or six pieces of candy. And then she would swap out her candy. I forgot what the like clever. Like switch. Switch, switch. That, there you go. Yeah, and so they so make they her... put out their bucket of candy on the porch and they would leave it there. And then the witch would switch the candy, take the candy and then leave her a gift. Yeah, I like that. I like that. That's a good idea. Because it doesn't make her want to eat all the candy. And instead, she gets a gift. Mm-hmm. So something like that would be cool. Anyway, we'll figure it out next year when he is nine months old <laughs> and still doesn't know what the heck is going on. <laughs> He'll figure it out. He'll figure it out one mm-hmm. day. Well, I was going to say, when did you figure it out? <laughs> figure out what? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Figure out that I'm not ruining anything for anybody. So, anyways, figure out that Santa's sleigh is pulled by all female reindeer. That's what we found out today. That's what you told me. Found that out yesterday. I was 33 years old when I found that out because male reindeer shed their Their antlers antlers during the winter. So, really, Santa's sleigh is pulled by all female reindeer. Sure, there's not one. Don't forget it. Male one that's like just giving them directions or? Uh, No. (laughs) It's really a female. Okay. See, girls can, they can drive and they can, you know, they know their directions just as well as men. Women are the superior race. Reindeer obviously. Or gender. Show that. (laughs) They They can get around the entire world without any troubles. (laughs) With no GPS. Uh, do we want to do a card? I'm gonna do sure, a do you want me to draw? Card. No, you did it last time. Don't draw that front one. <laughs> you don't like the intimacy one? <laughs> no, just the particularly that card. Oh, I would look at it anyway. No, don't, I, okay, I told you not to. <laughs> I'm do- not going to talk about that. She doesn't listen. This is a family-friendly podcast. Then don't draw that one. <laughs> Yeah, I can't do that one. These are so hard to... Okay. Oh, God. What is it? This is a relationship theme. Uh, Different themes. Okay, this is sad, but... If our relationship ended tomorrow, Mm. what three things would you miss the most? Oh, I'd just miss your presence. Just having your spirit around. Yeah, that'd be so hard. Three things? Definitely your presence, all your smile, just yeah. <laughs> no, just your presence and your smile, and just I don't know. I'd miss you making fun of me and miss you cracking jokes and dishing it back at me. You know what I mean? I like our making fun of each other and banter, and yeah, I love your sense of humor. So I don't know. I don't. That's a hard question to think about, but oh my. Presence, my sense of humor. Mm-hmm. What else? Mm-hmm. One more. Your touch, too, obviously. I'm always wanting to hold your hand or <laughs> touch you or be around you. and Yeah. That would be really hard. Yeah. Yeah. Aw. Yeah. And I'd probably take Berkeley with me, too. That would be even harder, too. That would be <laughs> twice as hard. I would miss about you, oh gosh, yeah, probably just you making me laugh, because I don't know where I'd get my laughter from if it wasn't for you. (laughs) 
I have to watch comedy all day, every day. Aww. Yeah, I'd miss just the way you help with anything mm-hmm. around that I need you to do or help with. It's like we're a really good team. It's not like a, I don't feel like it's one-sided. I feel like we're good about sharing stuff and responsibilities and stuff like that and roles. I try to help you with whatever you need help with and try not to ask any questions. (laughs) Don't ask questions, just do it. Head down, keep moving (laughs) forward. (laughs) And then, oh man, definitely just, yeah, I think you making me laugh goes with like sense of humor and your personality and then just how you're very just not eager to help, but you're very just, yeah, you just help a lot and then... Yeah, definitely, I think, touch. I think everyone needs touch in their lives, and I could probably be better about touch and being lovey-dovey, which I think I'm okay, but mm-hmm. I think we're, I don't know, just, we're like the peanut butter and jelly sandwich. You can't okay. have okay. just let's, peanut let's butter, talk, and you can't have just let's jelly. Let's talk about it for a second. Let's get into some peanut butter and jelly talk. <laughs> God, what is that? <laughs> what? oh Peanut butter and jelly. I want one right now. Are you a 50% peanut butter, 50% jelly type girl? No. What's your ratio? Peanut butter to jelly. What's your ratio? Peanut butter to jelly is more peanut butter than jelly. I don't like 75, 25 type girl. No, I'm like 60, 40. 65, 35. Okay, okay. Now let's get into the specifics of. Peanut butters. <laughs> Creamy. Creamy crunchy. peanut butter, no crunchy. No. If you okay. eat crunchy peanut butter, you are psychotic. Okay. Never had it. <laughs> <laughs> Never had that. Crunchy peanut butter. Jelly. Uh, what kind of jelly? Are you going strawberry jam? Or are I you mean, going... The OG grape is always OG good, grape. But... If I straight, OG Welch's grape. If I straight outside of grape, it would be strawberry. Nothing else. No, no raspberry. No peach. No, no apple butter. Mm-mm, no. That's, okay. Again, peach. psychotic. Okay. Well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, grape it. jelly. It is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then bread is very important as yes, well. Yes, that's the next third topic we. Could it's not as important. The bread is really just the vehicle. For the PB and the J. Really? You really think to that? go into your mouth. Because sometimes I will just you, have a scoop of PB and a scoop of jelly. Really? Without the bread? <laughs> yes. I've never seen you do that. I have. I have. What? Oh, yeah. So, hold on. The are bread you, is like a t- Do you scoop 10%. the peanut butter with a spoon? And then, yeah, squirt how do you... The oh, so it's a squirt jelly. <laughs> squirt the jelly. So it's a squirt jelly. Yeah. So I'll do a so spoon of peanut butter, squirt jelly, mm. PBJ bomb. Mm. Mm-hmm. Do we have any right now? I'm gonna do that today. So I invented something. I think I showed you, but <laughs> when I was prepping for my contest, I had to eat all of that baby spinach, and I've never really just sat down to eat spinach before it's not <laughs> my thing oh, just i don't take leaves yeah i them. don't but <sighs> so they said eat like a handful of spinach so i literally would take a handful of spinach wash it under the sink and then put that dressing right there in my hand <laughs> and i call it a salad bomb 
<laughs> and so, like, I'd get that baby spinach, put that fat-free dressing. What kind of dressing was that? It's good. So <laughs> I go salad bomb, <laughs> like that. And Two that's seconds. How you got your greens for the day? Yeah, salad bombing. That's what I invented. <laughs> that's pretty good. That's a good way. That's a good way to get your spinach. I wouldn't eat raw spinach unless it was a salad. Yeah. That's just when you do a salad bomb. Salad bomb. All right. I like it. Yeah. I don't want to have a salad bomb, though. I want a PDB and j That's fine. I'm just, <laughs> we all got to do it how we got to do it. Also, another thing, just one little quick tip about PB and j If you mm. put what Cheetos in your sandwich. Puffs? We're talking about no, which one? No, just regular Cheetos. Oh, so good. <laughs> I'm like finding out all sorts of new stuff about you right now. I've told you the Cheeto trick. I've not seen oh, it in man. person. You just, I would lay a bed of Cheetos. A bed? On the, yeah, lay a bed of Cheetos in the middle of the sandwich. And then you, when you bite into it. Sparingly, it's just, like an actual log to log, like back to back. Yes, exactly. Because every bite has to be the same. Wow. I'll try it. Whatever. <laughs> Try anything once. Uh, Speaking of being different. (laughs) (laughs) Who says that's different? Now that we know you're different, (laughs) what do you think makes us different as a couple? Mm. What makes us different than most other couples or people? Yeah, we've had, we've talked about this, I think, a few times. And I think the main thing that I think about or my answer would be I feel like we don't just play relationship or really don't play house or we're not going to play parents Mm -hmm. and we're I feel like we have a deeper connection than most thanks that means a lot relationships I just that means a lot to witness so many people that yes they're together yes they're married yes they have a, yes they have jobs yes they have kids but they just play like their lives just revolve around that it's very superficial and not do you <clears> think <throat> that's because they're unable to be open with each other or it's because they have some type of feeling that they're holding in that they don't want their partner to know like, yeah and yeah, I mean, there's really no other. Or maybe they feel that they're in a position that they don't want to be in, but they don't know what to do about it. I just think people don't know how to get there themselves. And so they can't obviously do that with someone else. Whereas I think both you and I, when we met, were both in such good places emotionally and self-aware that we are able to do that with ourselves right. Um, first and then so I feel like we just we were both okay with being by ourselves yeah we just have this like connection deeper than most people that I know I know a couple couples that have it for sure Mm -hmm. but I I think that's way more valuable than oh we have all these things and we go on these trips and I don't know I just we just I just feel like we are almost one if that makes sense like, we have a deep connection. I can and tell you anything of how I'm feeling, what I'm thinking. You could yeah. do the same, and there's yeah. no guilt. There's no yeah. judgment. There's no, oh, I have to zip it up for him and make sure that he doesn't see me being vulnerable, and you're the same. And To be completely honest with you, like what you're saying right now, just about our deep connection, 
it makes me realize that that's honestly what life is about now that I've just had my father who's like the closest person to me pass on it's like I'm very thankful for that relationship we've had that deep connection um, anybody can look from the outside into it but they don't know like how deep it is and how magical and meaningful it actually is and was and so now I know as a 35 year old how important that is to have a meaningful life mm -hmm. is to have those meaningful relationships so I'm thankful that I've got that figured out at a somewhat early mm -hmm. age. Yeah, you, you know. do. You're yeah. so great at your all your relationships with friends, family, me. There's just no... It's just like that question that we talked about. It's what happens if one of us is gone in a couple of days. What do we have? And it's like we have those memories. We have that solid foundation. We have those things, you know what I mean, that you can't take away. Mm -hmm. So Yeah. Yeah. That's what it's about, for sure, for I just, sure. I just see a lot of people behind the scenes having a shitty relationship, but they make sure they portray that they don't. And it's really sad, because all they know is, let me try to keep up this facade, instead of actually, hey, cl close the curtain on your relationship to the outside world for however long you need to, months, years. Fix your relationship and actually be happy, and then... When you go, that's why I think like I really don't post about us so much because I don't feel the need to make it seem like we're perfect or we're always okay or we're doing this, we're doing that. Yeah, well, we're definitely not perfect, but we've definitely, um, we're growing and learning. Yeah. So. So I would just rather keep that a little bit more private because I just don't. Yeah, feel the need to make it seem like we're doing any better than we actually are. I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that's what makes us different. And that's why with you, I literally never have any worry <laughs> about anything at all. Like what you're doing, yeah, your same, loyalty to same. me, your honesty to me. I never worry about you verbally doing anything to me or anything. I'm just like, that's there's no worry it's it's weird i've never had that <laughs> <laughs> but i think that shows how much work we each have individually done right well, because you, know you only act out of who you are so if you're acting some sort of way towards me or vice versa it's because i feel like that within myself and right. we both don't have that same I, and i've had to learn that about myself too yeah if i'm acting some sort of way towards you i need to analyze what's going on in here and reevaluate things a yeah. little bit so yeah, as what, what was that? What would you say? You say just agree with that, or do you have another answer? Um, honestly, I think what we're good at, we're good at creating stuff. We're good at making stuff. I love to draw, paint, make stuff. Be in that creative zone. You like to be creative in a different type of way, whether it's production or content creating or videos. Or so I think your creativity. It's just a little bit different than mine, but I'm creative too. I think we're creating, hopefully we're creating more than we're consuming. Mm -hmm. But I also don't think we have that thing that like holds us back to where we're like, well, I can't do that. But so I was just like, all right, let's try it. Mm -hmm. Let's try to do it. Let's I'll try anything once. I know I'm not that. like the best illustrator, the best straw or the best. I can try it my way. I can try to do it my way. I can try mm -hmm. to draw it my way or... 
illustrate things my way and that's unique unique to the world the way I do things my way yeah so let's yeah we're definitely both very creative and like you said different ways but it's cool one thing that I think that you and I have a good job and I've noticed this in you and this is why I was like attracted to you like right from the beginning is I think the first time we went out together or there was like a community party Mm -hmm. in my neighborhood and to see how you mingled with other people that's important how you are able to communicate to a big group of people or new people or at a party strangers you just handled yourself really well you're able to communicate with people you're able to talk yeah you were just you were yourself still, which I was like, oh, okay, she's good. She can handle herself. <laughs> that was important to me, and that was attractive. But to see the way people open up to you easily, you're really easy to talk to, easy to get to know, like not judgmental. And I think sometimes being a really beautiful woman or a beautiful person, that can be hard for other people to talk to somebody like that's so attractive and good looking and it's you make it easier a little bit you're not like what does this person want or it's you're very open and you handle yourself well whether it's a guy trying to talk to you because you're beautiful or if it's it's like you're able to handle yourself and talk and that that's important to me it's like thanks babe yeah i'll take that compliment i think that could bring us into with that being said as how we are different or what we have to offer that's different or with us being who we are, how would you, how do you want your child to be or what would you teach him or what are some important things for him to know? Yeah, it was when we were talking about creating, I was like, we're creating the most important thing. Yeah, (laughs) we are. We really are. Biggest collaboration we will ever have. Um, Which I'm totally excited about. because. It just, it's exciting to see where the genes are going to take us or like how he's, is he going to favor his mom in some sort of way? Is he going to favor his dad in some sort of yeah. ways? Or I don't know. It's uh, exciting to see. Yeah, it's going to be cool. But how would you, if you could teach our son or obviously you've had parents and now you're coming into being a parent. I remember my father saying there was some stuff my dad did. And I made sure when I become a dad, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to embarrass my kid like that, or I'm not going to. My dad said that he remembered, and then when he had me and he started getting into this, he's like, oh, oh, okay, I can't be like my old man here. Mm. I got to be like me. I remember these moments. So he could remember those moments being embarrassed as a kid or certain things that he's had to promise himself, which is crazy that you remember those things mm-hmm. as a child. I, I don't really think I have too many things like that, but for me, I I want my son to be able to articulate and talk and express himself and in order for him to get the things out of life that he needs, he's going to be able to communicate it. That's it. You have to be able to communicate your ideas, thoughts, feelings in order to be heard and seen and stuff. So that, to me, is what's going to be important. Yeah. There's a, Everyone always says... When I'm a parent, I'm going to do complete opposite of what my parents did. Or you hear that. Or maybe they say they're going to do everything their parents did. And I, for me, I don't think it's going to be. I truly love everything our parents did for us. 
looking back, I had a great childhood. I think it's just the things that they were missing that they could have expanded on that they withheld because I say this all the time. You can't do something you don't know how to do. Mm -hmm. I think you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. So I think just now that I know all the things that they didn't know, I'm just excited to, I think the main word that comes to mind is just empower my child. I don't think I got a lot of empowerment. I think a lot of the reasons I have maybe self-doubt or low self-esteem sometimes or low confidence is because not that someone was telling me I didn't have it. It's just because someone wasn't telling me I had it or I could be anything. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't ever talked down to growing up, but I wasn't ever talked up either. So I think one of the things I'm excited is just empower my child to, again, like you communicate, express himself and find his identity and be like, you can try anything you want. I will not judge you. Just no judgment, just not putting them in a box and being like, you have to act like this or else I'm going to not say I don't love you, but with withhold behaviors of love because you're not acting like the way I want you to, if that makes sense. So just letting him and encouraging him and empowering him to be an individual, know his identity, not be afraid to share his feelings and emotions and not punish him for not being a certain way. Mm-hmm. Basically. Cause I just feel like I was just so put in a box and silently screaming that I wanted to be out of this box and I want my parents to trust me and I want them to let me explore and not to say I wanted to be a bad child, but you can't really suppress kids' feelings and emotions and make them feel a certain way. So, Do you think that your communication between your parents when you were young was able to go back and forth. Oh, was that no, there was, was no that communication. Stream of communication wasn't really didn't no. flow up and down the chain of command. No. Yeah. No, there was. I don't remember any conversation being had unless, like I said, this is why I was so bad about confrontation up until my late twenties. Is because every time I was having a conversation or a talk with my parents, it was because I was getting in trouble. So that made me hate anyone ever approaching me and saying, hey, we need to talk. I would just immediately mm-hmm. bust out crying, not being able to have any confrontation or constructive conversation because I thought I was getting in trouble. Like the little girl inside me was like, I'm being bad. Mm-hmm. And so I don't like this. So, yeah, like you said, there, yeah, there's no flow of like back and forth. Like we're on the same page. Everything's good. And I want to have his back no matter what he does. And just make sure he learns lessons and <laughs> was treating people nicely and being kind. But he will. Yeah. So he will. I'm way more excited to have a baby now than I would have been five years ago for sure. Because I'm just so glad that I know all of these things now and. I can go into it with them as opposed to being like, oh, I have a child, but I didn't learn this ten until 10 years in because it's already too late. Their development, developmental stage is really early on when they start 
inhabiting beliefs and behaviors. And that's really early on that they actually develop those things. So what I was telling you was, you know, our parents learned as much as they could. They got to that level that they could, you know, and then they had, and they had us and they were growing along with us as we're growing uh, into these young adults. But they have given us these tools, this knowledge, these facts, these things. And then now it's up to us to take it to the next level. And then I feel like you're really advanced in psychology, obviously, a lot. But now we've taken it to this next level, and we're going to have a son. And now he's we're going to get to teach him all that. Then he's going to even be able to take it a step beyond what we're able to get to if we properly help yeah. him in the right direction. Yeah, we will. Yeah. yeah, that's good. For me, that's what's exciting is to see, yeah, where does he take it? Where does he take these lessons and his charisma and his demeanor and all this stuff that he's going to get to learn? Like, where does he take it to the next level? I can see that now that you say that. of just Even just knowing what my grandma has told me about the way she was raised, and you can see that little incremental... All right, my grandma's mm-hmm. not going to do the way she was raised, so she did it with my mom. My mom didn't really love the way my grandma did it, so she didn't do that with me. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like, I didn't love the way you did it either, mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I'm not going to do it that way. Yeah. I'm just so grateful to have the awareness that I have. Yeah. You are very aware, which is nice. Yeah. It's just... Hmm. I won't go into it, but <laughs> it's just I can turn the spotlight back on certain people and just be like i see you basically mm-hmm. i see you for how you really are when i read that book the big leap mm-hmm. by gay hendrix we talked about it a yeah, little bit that. but yeah. um, i could really see that in other people maybe a little bit in myself self-sabotaging behaviors but i could really see it like clear as day in other people and uh, i think that's we're all our own biggest enemy a lot of times. So once we learn to be nice to ourselves, to have that positive self-talk, positive self-affirmations, take care of yourself like you're someone you're in charge of taking care of, and once you can start being there for yourself, that's how you can take things to the next level. I think that's one thing I want to be able to teach my kid is like, hey, you're going to screw up, dude. You're going to mess up. You're going to make mistakes. But as soon as you make those mistakes, the quicker you can come out and say, dude, I messed up. You you could admit those mm-hmm. faults, then we can deal with it. Yeah. Right? But if you try to hold that in and try to deny it, and that's when things are yeah, going to get harder. Just, that will build up shame so yeah. fast. Yeah. That's just one thing I never thought I could do is just fully admit or show anything or be wrong or... Not be put together at all times or just, yeah, I just developed shame at a really early age I discovered. Really? really? Yeah. yeah. Another thing is I'm a people pleaser and I am a perfectionist because I could thought I had to perform for love. Mm-hmm. Whether, and this, this even goes down to like elementary school plays mm-hmm. <laughs> i'd always get praised so heavily for anything i performed at and not just everyday life not just like you're an amazing kid just because you are so oh, you did so amazing in that play you did so amazing in that sporting event so that's why you think you 
strive to perform. Yeah. That's crazy because I didn't. <laughs> I remember my dad saying, good game. I'm like, dad, I didn't play good. I thought you did pretty good. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I didn't want to hear it because I know I didn't play well. He's like, no, I thought you did pretty well. It's hard. It's hard game, man. It's all right. Yeah. Dad would loved all... you literally yeah. if you scored yeah. 100 points, if you scored zero points. And yeah. that's how it should be. Yeah. Yeah, he would always encourage me to be myself. And there's one story that I was in middle school. And I think I've told you this, but I was wearing these Gary Payton Son of Glove shoes. You guys got to go Google Son of Glove shoes. And they got like the zip up and they zip sideways. They were so sick. They're Carolina blue and, and white. Man, they're clean. And so excited about those shoes. And I got them and one of my friends made fun of them said something like only black people wear those shoes and i'm like what i'm like dude these shoes are tight like these are it when he's those are ugly or something and i was like it hurt my feelings first off like yeah. it really hurt my feelings as a middle school kid that he would even say that who cares it's what i like and, it, and anyways i was saddened by his racial behavior because i didn't think he was like that i was I told my dad, I just like broke down. I cried about it. I was like, what kid goes to school with brand new shoes and comes home crying because somebody said something about him? But, and my dad said, listen, you are Tyler fight. If you think those shoes are cool, they're cool. You think they're cool because they are. And that's what you like, right? You like them? Yeah, I love them. It's like, all right then, you're good. Don't worry about what other people have to say about it. Yeah, that's spent good. We spend good money on those shoes. They're nice. They're good. good yeah. How old were you? Uh, I was probably seventh grade, sixth, seventh grade. Just the fact that you still remember that means it did. Yeah, well, it was like a good friend when he was. I'm like, dude, I loved it because I was being an individual. No one had those. Like, no one, parents are taking him to get the son of glove, Gary Payton's. I don't even know who that is. My dad used to say, too, we had one stipulation when he would buy me shoes. He would have one stipulation. He would say, all right, and put the shoes up on the counter. And my dad would be holding his wallet and his money like this. And he's like, oh, tell the people. I'm like, oh. I'd look at the cashier and I'm like, Daddy-O got the hookup. That's what he would make me. He would make me say, Daddy-O got the hookup. Why? Just because he thought it was funny. Just <laughs> My dad got the hookup. So I'd be like, Daddy-O got the hookup. <laughs> okay. He'd be like, all right. So that's what. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So that's what I would have to say before buying the new shoes. That's funny. Yeah. Before that's such got, a good lesson. So, yeah. Just the two things that you just said. Something I, first of all, never got told. But, you know, your example of um, loving your child no matter what and not making them think that they have to perform a certain way or, or earn love, basically. If you do good in this game, I will love you. And, yeah. and not to say that they will say those words, but the actions your parents take of showing you that is how you're going to perceive love. I think you, you were never, you're just, your dad was just like this Mm -hmm. steady. I love you no matter what. So that's good. And then, yeah, just empowering you and encouraging you to be an individual. Super important. Super, super important. Yeah. People will always remember how you make them feel or how they make you feel. Yeah. I just actually heard that. I'm, I'm reading a audiobook right now and she's basically reliving her upbringing and, she was like, I will never remember how I learned that four is two plus two. She was like, 
I don't remember when I learned that. Of Oh, I remember that one day that I learned two plus two mm-hmm. equals four. Mm-hmm. And she's, I don't remember how I learned anything, but she's, I will remember so many different instances of how teachers made me feel, of mm-hmm. how students made me feel, and just like that, like yeah. your instance of someone hurt your feelings about your shoes. You know, always rem- I can always remember how people make me feel. Yeah. Hopefully we make people feel good when we leave their presence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think so. Okay, so my stomach is literally rumbling, and hopefully you can't hear it in the microphone, but it's rumbling. I haven't eaten today. But I do want to some food. Maybe we could go to breakfast. Oh, let's go to breakfast. Okay. Special treat. Yes. But I do want to finish with one last question that I wanted to get to, and I just wanted to ask. I think it's cool to ask. I'm going to try to start asking everyone this on our show or whoever, but what is one thing that you struggle with the most, do you think? Hmm. I think one thing that I've had to really learn is that (laughs) my life is my life, right? This is nobody else's life. This is like the one life that you get. And so I can cater or I can curate this life however I want it, right? However, it doesn't matter. If I want to go become a drug addict, if I want to go do I have those capabilities, there's all these other people in the world that have their thoughts about what they think you should be doing. Like they see me and they could probably maybe clear as day, be like Tyler needs to be working for this company over here doing this, but it's actually up to me to do whatever it is that I want to do. You know what I mean? And so for me, it's been hard to not, even though it's people that I love care about value their opinion, they might want me to be doing something completely different or have an idea for me, but I can't go down that road of doing everything everybody else wants for me. I have to really tap in to what is it that I care about? What is it that makes me happy? What is it that I want to do? Because if I'm busy curating my life to everybody else, then... So is that a struggle for you? It's a struggle for me because I feel like I'm always uh, listening to those people that I really love and care about instead of tapping in and putting other people on the back burner if I have to. It's like a lot of times I put other people first before dealing with what I need to be dealing with myself. You know what I mean? So I think the hardest thing for me sometimes is to put myself over other people because I'm just so people pleaser or want others to be happy or so it's hard for me to set those boundaries of I'll get to you when I get to you Mm -hmm. or or even though I'm right smack dab in the middle of making this little project or doing this, I'm like, I'll leave it in a split second to go help somebody else. Or so it's like, for me, that's been hard. It's been hard knowing that I have to live my life the way that I want to live it, even though other people might have a view of what they think I should be doing. It's good. I think that's uh, another layer of that is just boundaries, like you said. Right. Boundaries be with yourself, with your time, yeah. your individuality. That's really what it boils down mm-hmm. to. It's not the... Your problem isn't the inability to say no. It's the inability to see why you should say no. That's good. Prolific. <laughs> what do you think that you struggle with? I get really prolific when I'm starving and want to eat my hand. 
I'm just kidding. Okay, so yeah, I, I think like I struggle with <laughs> I struggle the most with <laughs> thoughts for sure. I, oh, mean, yeah. I, I would go. Yeah, I could see that. I would go with my thoughts. I would say Your thoughts keep running, 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 running. <laughs> I would say my biggest struggle is the thought of never feeling like I'm doing enough, never feeling like I'm supposed to be where I'm supposed to be, mm-hmm. never feeling fully satisfied or fulfilled. Mm-hmm. It's a daily thing that I have to, my mind gets ahead of myself and I have to pull it back. Mm-hmm. Like We are right here right now. You mm-hmm. are fine. Mm-hmm. You are safe. You have everything you need. And I have to write that out every day. What I'm grateful for is like having everything I need. I have it. If This is one way I think people can tell if they're grateful or not. It's a little trick that I do. If you are grateful or not, and basically the world didn't stop, but your life was put on a freeze, and for the rest of your life you had to live exactly how you were living, having what you have, the job, everything. Mm If it if you couldn't gain anything else mm-hmm. or lose anything else, would just you live be that, live that? Would every you day? be content with everything you had right right now in that moment? I think that's one way you could be like, wow, yeah. no, I actually would not like that. <laughs> or you could be, yeah, I would be happy if nothing in my life changed for the next sixty years. Mm-hmm. I would be happy if the world just was like, all right, everyone, time has frozen. You are going to stay here the rest of your life. That's like a trick that I do. And I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. I would be. I actually would mm-hmm. be totally fine. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm grateful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good way of looking at it. Yeah. So, anyway. I'm, I, I feel that same way, but I'm always, I feel, I think Matthew McConaughey gives a, a speech about it. One of his awards he he wins, but he's always, oh, I don't have a hero, but my hero is me in, in five years or 10 years or whatever. It's, that's true. It's, we're here in this moment with this podcast and this space and this everything. And you might not be content with everything, but there was a time when you wanted all this to be a possibility. And now it is a possibility. And even though it's we're here and now it's okay. Well, yeah, that's what I wanted, but I want other stuff too. And mm-hmm. I want to get to the next level. But yeah. You do have to stop, and there's one thing that I feel like I'm really good at, and I'm good at reflecting. For some reason, I've always like given myself uh, time to reflect, and reflecting doesn't necessarily mean think. It doesn't necessarily mean dwelling on the past or like worried about the past. It just like literally means to think about where you've come from. I think dwelling and reflecting are two totally different. Yeah. I wouldn't mix those up, but. I always give myself a little bit of time to think about the recent past. Three, five, eight years. Twenty four hours. <laughs> For real. It's important it's important because once you really understand how much you have grown and changed. So one of the big ones that I did with just a year evaluation was when I did that calisthenics contest a year what was it like last year? Anyway. The night before, I went out to the park where I, like, learned how to do a muscle-up. And I went out there, and I think, man, last year at this time, before my first calisthenics competition, the night before, I couldn't go to sleep. I drank three or four beers. Like, I was nervous the night before. The one I went to with you? Maybe. 
The first year, yeah. yeah. I drank three or four beers the night before yeah. so I could go to bed. I was like, couldn't sleep. Mm-hmm. I was anxious. Then the next year, I'm meditating or I'm reflecting on that past year. And I was about to go to the second calisthenics contest. And I was like, I'm good. Didn't need a beer. Didn't need anything. I'm like, it's 9 o'clock. I'm ready to go to bed. I was just reflective on that growth that I had had that previous year and thought about how far I've come. It's like now, that first year, I was just looking to be on the playing field with these guys. Second year, I'm like, I know my place. I'm good. Like, I'm top three, top five. Let's go. Let's go get it. And it's, I give myself that time to reflect and to be gracious and to say, you've come a long ways. You've done good. So that highlights it takes time. the importance of just doing something, no matter yeah. what the outcome is. What if you would have done 10 in between those two? Yeah. You would have been like, just so much growth. And I think that's the problem yeah. with people is they don't just try to do something this podcast for instance yes what i love a huge studio with all the best equipment and Mm -hmm. the best microphones and people on set helping me whatever yes but i have to go back and think i just started with a microphone and a set of headphones Mm -hmm. in my dark closet Mm -hmm. and the episodes we recorded with rachel and i literally have probably a million downloads by now and it's and you guys started that (laughs) literally half a world apart yeah. From each other. And like you said, in the closet. Yeah. You know and what so I mean? So if I would just have never, if I would have been like, oh no, like we have to start off with the best stuff yeah. and we have to start with the studio. And no, it's not how it works. A true artist works with what they have. Yeah. So you're an artist. Got my microphone. I can take it anywhere I want. All I need is one mic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good. Can mm. we go eat now? Yeah, I'm excited <laughs> about breakfast. What are you going to have this morning for breakfast? I think we're going to, should we go to breakfast company? Mm. What are you going to have for breakfast? Why do you put me on the spot? Something healthy. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, always get something good. healthy with a little twist to I it. Say, Let me get an omelet with a blueberry muffin. <laughs> I would say two or three days out of the week when we eat breakfast together, it's always eggs, maybe a couple eggs, egg whites, half an avocado. Yeah, it's super Bacon healthy. or chicken sausage. Yeah. That's, that's pretty much it. And then we have one or two days we splurge on breakfast, I'd say, a week. We're about to go do that right now, Mm. and I'm not going to feel bad about it. We deserve it. (laughs) Love you, babe. I love you. Thank you for everything, and I'm grateful for you. Do that wink again. I'm grateful for you. You can't wink. I never want to disappoint you or let you down, and I'm very proud of you, and I'm proud of how you conduct your life and how you've been handling your pregnancy with such grace and charisma and it's been good it's awesome to, it's really awesome to watch and be a part of so i'm happy me too babe i'm excited i love you i love you too bye bye seeking the truth never gets old introducing june's journey the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery join june parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.